players are recorded live in-game. Audio quality may vary. Sonic Realms. Hez enters the library and hears Jaybird wailing. I run inside to check on Jaybird. Jaybird is on the floor, surrounded by steaming water. An upside-down pot is next to her. I run to the burner and turn it off, then scoop up Jaybird into my arms. Jaybird, it's going to be all right, Jaybird. Kaya, what happened here? I don't know. Why was there boiling water left unattended? I was gonna make noodles. Why weren't you watching, Jaybird? She was quiet the whole time. Last time I looked, she was playing with her toys. I put Jaybird down on a table and get out the med kit. I begin treating her for minor burns on her arm. Kaya, we've taught you better than this. I'm very disappointed in you. I didn't ask for this. She's your kid. Kaya! She's not even my sister. Kaya! Come back here. Kaya! Night has fallen. Luskinyan returns home after a long day of work at the Black Jug. She puts her things down and walks over to the common area, where Hez is sitting and reading a book. Hi, Hez. Hello, Luz. Things pretty quiet around here? No, not at all. I... I have something to tell you. Sounds serious. What is it? Minor Leapster, something absolutely terrible happened with work, and I had to go out. While I was out, Jaybird had an accident. What? I don't think that it will be severe, but she burned her hand. Where is she? She's in bed. It was very painful for a while, but I seem to have been able to get something on her that soothed it. And now she's resting. Luz Kinyan quickly walks to the children's room. After a while, she walks out and to the side of another room. Hez, can I talk to you for a second? Yes, of course. Luskinyan is worriedly pacing back and forth, obviously stressed. What do you mean you had to go to work? You said you were going to watch the kids for the day while I was working. I was not supposed to be with them today. They went alone to try to take care of something, and things went very badly. One of my teammates called me in a panic, and I had to go. And I found... I found one of them dead. The other two not in very much better condition. I'm not excusing this, but I... I had to go. Luz Kinyan exasperatedly throws her hands up in the air. You had to go. Just let the kids watch themselves. We saved them from the streets. Oh, and you abandoned them? You abandoned them. And Jaybird got My, hurt? Mina Leapsta, I... I don't know what to say. Luz Kinyan shakes her head. <sighs> I'm going to bed. I follow Luz to the bed. I'm so sorry, but I do have to go. We have to take care of our fallen friend. If that's what you need to do. Luce is silent for a while. She turns over, away from Hez. It's fine. Go. I turn around and prepare my things to go meet up with Draeger. I hear my comm link go off. It's Hez. <clears throat> Hez, is that you? Yes, Draeger. Uh, are you ready to do this? Yes, I'm downstairs. All right. Let's head back to the parking garage, grab my car, and head out to the hill. Have you talked to Jet? No, not yet. 
Should we go ahead and contact her? Yeah. Yeah, let's see how she's doing, at least. Jet. Jitangeline, how are you feeling? I'm still hurt pretty bad, frankly. But, uh, you know, I got some rest, so... I think the bleeding slowed down, maybe even stopped. I don't know about doing anything too crazy, but where are you guys at? We're on our way to pick up my car. With Kurt in it. Kurt's okay? N no. No, Jet. Kurt didn't make it. Um. We, uh, we wanted to lay him to rest and wanted to know if you want to come. Oh. Where are you guys doing that? Uh, Bernal Hill. You want to come? Should we swing by? Or can you meet us there? Uh, yeah. I'll meet you there. It's close. All right. See you there, Jet. I send her the location through the column. After picking up some shovels at a 24-hour hardware store, Jet, Hez, and Draeger arrive at the foot of the park at the top of Bernal Heights. Surrounding the park are the quintessential hillside residential dwellings of San Francisco. Only orange streetlights illuminate the area, with darkness stretching out beyond some trees and up to the ominous-looking hill. Well, well let's, let's, uh, let's head to the top and see what we see up there. How would we bring Kurt if we do choose to go up there without being seen? <laughs> Our friend's really drunk. <laughs> All right, let's prospect. Jet, Hez, and Draeger go for a brief moonlit hike. Jet and Draeger are still in serious pain, but a sense of honor pushes them forward through it. Hez's thoughts bounce from this risky burial to the tense situation at home. What do you think of that spot over there? Draeger points to a side of the hill under a tree, shrouded in darkness. On the other side is a beautiful view of San Francisco. That looks good to you, Draeger. Yeah. What do you two think? I don't like this idea at all. Well, I, I know you don't, but... I mean, what do you think of that spot? For him? For Kurt? Do you think Kurt would like it up here? I just... I don't think it's safe. Uh, right now, I'm not caring about safe very much. I just want this done. I pick up a shovel and start digging. Jet and Draeger begin digging. The first shovelful reminds them of how hurt they are. Draeger, let me handle it. Now, we do it together. If we do it together or not at all, this will be faster. We can get out of here and get this over with. Come on. I stop after the first two digs and hand my shovel to Hez. I begin to dig with Draeger. The soil is tough. Every inch is hard-earned. They dig through the night. The faintest blue light of dawn has begun to shift the colors of the sky. Uh, Draeger, hold on. I see movement. It must be a jogger. Mm, all right. Be still. Frag, it's another one. How long is this going to take? All right, hold, hold on a second. <clears throat> There's another one. Hold on. Why does everybody have to pick this hour to jog? We could be in a more secluded area. Draeger drives his shovel into the earth, finally finished. It wasn't easy, but they now stand around a five-foot-deep hole. Yeah, I think that should do it. Hopefully we can fill this thing up fast and get out of here. Do we have time to get Kurt? I'm willing to take the risk, if you are. I go get Kurt. Let me help you carry him. Come on. 
Hez and Drager walk down the hill to the Americar. The blood on the sides has dried, giving it a mud-like appearance in the blue morning light. I'm not at all comfortable with this. I look at Hez. She just motions at me to open the trunk up with her head. I open the trunk and see Kurt in the bottom. He's curled up in the bottom of the trunk, beaten up, cold. I lift him out of the trunk and cradle him in my hands. The rising light makes me nervous. I don't know what state of mind Drager is in, but this isn't going to work. It's obvious to me, but somehow not to him. I think of what to say. Yes, we gotta, we gotta get back up that hill quick. Here, uh, give me your coat. I'll take my jacket off. We can wrap him up in it. In both jackets a little bit, just to hide him as best we can. Drager. What? The light is building. I know. Let's get up there quick. Drager, all those joggers came while we were just digging. We can't just bring a body up that hill. Someone will see us. We'll just do this quickly, Hez, and we'll get out of here. All right, just trust me. Trust me on this. Let's think about this a moment. You <sighs> want to take this body up there. You want to take Kurt up there, wrapped in a jacket, hope that we're not seen, and then fill in a grave as people jog past us and expect them not to notice. Drager. What else is there to do right now? The longer we talk and waste time, the faster that sun's gonna come up, all right? The quicker we do we it- We have to take him somewhere else. Where then? Where? Anywhere but a populated jogging destination in San Francisco. We can give him a proper burial, but not here. <sighs> I look down at Kurt in my hands. And then begin to realize that Hez is right. This is too risky, too high profile. All right, all right. Well, well, you don't understand. I wanted to do something, something good for him, you know? All right, we'll put him back in the trunk. Where, well, where should we put him? He's gonna start stinking this place up. We gotta do, we gotta do this. Hez, what would you, what should we do? You don't want to do this, what should we do? I walk forward and take Drager into my arms. Listen, I know how close you were, how close we all were. I choke back the rage that rises. We can't be stupid about this. That is the last thing Kurt would have wanted. You didn't see him drive. <laughs> but you're right. Yeah, he wouldn't have... Uh... He wouldn't have went this kind of risk anyway, I guess. All right, let's pick another spot, but also remember that he's gonna start, he's gonna start decomposing and leaking out and smelling bad, and we're gonna have to deal with that sooner or later if we don't put him underground somewhere. Yes, yes, Drager, I understand this. I know it's not your first choice, but if we went out to Bakersfield, we could be alone Find a secluded area and put him to rest there. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's a few hours drive. It's not that long. Okay. All right, Bakersfield it is. Let's do it. Let's do it. Do you feel all right to drive? I got no choice. Time's ticking. 
son's coming up. He's gonna start falling apart and smelling terrible. A jogger emerges from the path. Close the trunk. I hastily place Kurt back inside the trunk and close it. I will place my motorcycle somewhere safe, and then I will accompany you in the car. We will go together. Ez, thank you for this. Of course. He was our teammate. Should we ask Jet if she would like to come as well? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Jet, that's right. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, uh, hit her up on the comms and see if she's okay. I've, uh, I forgot about her. I reach out to Jetangeline. This is Jet. Jet, how are you feeling? I've had better days. Would you like to come with us to bury Kurt? I don't know how well I can move around yet. Alright. Don't worry about helping. I just think we should be together. Yeah. I don't know how much I can help, but... But I should be there too. The sun rises from the ocean, bathing the side of Bernal Hill in crisp yellow light and illuminating the dense city below. Draeger and Hez, finally experiencing a moment of stillness, are able to feel how taxed their bodies really are. They both sit in the car and wait for Jet. Taking up most of the back seat, yet still looking cramped, Hez starts looking at maps through her comlink, scouting for secluded burial sites. Dreger is still badly wounded and was digging all night after nearly losing his life. His adrenaline exhausted hours ago, he now leans back in his seat, eyes closed, arms folded. His jaw starts to slack just as Jet emerges from the trail. I get in the car with the rest of my team. I'm having a hard time keeping my eyes open. My head hurts so bad. Oh, Jet. You guys, is it all right if I just, if I just rest? Yeah, yeah. I got the drive. I don't need to switch off with anyone. I'll, I'll just drive to Bakersfield straight through if you guys need a break or food or whatever we can stop. Or water or meds or whatever. Just let me know and I'll pull over. But, it's, you know, it's morning, so stores will be open soon. Uh, I don't look like much of a mess. I could walk in and shop and you two can stay in the car. Hez? I lift my shirt to where I'm injured. <sighs> Can you look at my... <sighs> Drager looks to his side. Jet reveals wet, swollen-looking gunshot wounds that have received only the bare minimum of treatment. Uh, I've seen better. Uh, how does... How are you still walking around with that? It looks like it's on its way to healing, Jetangeline. I think we should just put some fresh dressings over it. They close the car doors. Drager backs out of the space and inputs Bakersfield, California into the autopilot, knowing they will input something more specific later. For now, he is having a hard time keeping his eyes open. He folds his arms and leans back into his seat. Four hours have passed since leaving San Francisco. Drager has retaken the wheel after an autopilot warning about spotty local Matrix coverage. He stares grimly forward, watching shimmering heat waves dance on the horizon of a desolate highway. I look over at Jetangeline in the front seat, battered and beaten, close to death. I look over at Draeger, driving, tired, having just lost his best friend. And I think about Kurt in the trunk, dead. Why did this happen? Why wasn't I called? I fumed silently, wanting to say these things, 
knowing I cannot. I keep my eyes on the road for miles, passing up desert small towns, thinking about the curtain in the trunk, mostly thinking about why I, why I did what I did back there. Why did I want to bury Kurt in a public place at dawn? Why did I do that? Up till now, I've only had to think about myself. There's been no team, it's just me. But now I got, I got others to worry about, and, and everything that comes with that. Their lives are at risk too, so I gotta be more careful. I can't be so hasty and dumb anymore. Or else, I could lose Jet and Hez just like I lost Kurt too, being hasty. And that can't happen. I shift in my seat. My wound stings, and it aches. My head feels heavy, but my mind wanders to Kurt. He was finally starting to grow on me, despite all of his stupid choices. I felt like I was always saving him. Now he's dead. Drakken dead and I could have died too. I close my eyes as tears well up. And I nod off. Another hour passes before finally seeing a sign welcoming them to Bakersfield. The sun is now directly overhead and the temperature has been rising. Hez leans forward to speak to Drager. Let's try to pull in somewhere shady. Somewhere that we can maybe talk to the locals about finding a secluded trail to hike on. What do you think of that, Traeger? Yeah, yeah, let's find a place fast. Well, ask around, obviously don't be too suspicious. I'm really worried we're out in the middle of the desert. It's hot, the sun's high in the sky, and uh, my car's gonna start um, Starting to offend pretty soon, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Yeah, all right. Let's let's look for a spot that's shady by a rest stop. Next one you see, we'll we'll pull over. All right. I see a truck stop. Side of the freeway. There's hardly anything else around. I pull around back. The truck stop has a small convenience store. There are few indications of high technology here giving it the appearance of an ancient painting of simpler times come to life. Neon signs hang in the windows instead of interactive holograms. Birds fly overhead instead of noisy drones. The small building itself looks like it should have been rebuilt a hundred years ago, instead showing obvious patchwork repairs through the decades. I'll head inside and talk to the proprietor. Should we wake Jet to see if she needs any services? No, let's, let's just leave her be. I'll sit and, and guard her. While you're inside, make sure nobody messes with us. All right. Should I get the bathroom key for you? Sure. I could use it. Thanks. I work myself out of the vehicle and head over to talk to the employee. Hez enters from the heat outside into the air-conditioned interior of the store. Behind a counter is an employee wearing a flannel shirt, puffy vest, and a mesh trucker hat partially containing a head of messy brown hair. I try to put the events of last night and this morning behind me so that I can appear presentable to the employee. Hez approaches the counter. Howdy, how can I help you? I attempt an easy smile. 
I'm not sure how it comes out. Good morning. Could you possibly tell me of the hiking trails around here? I'd like to go out for some peace and quiet. Something maybe not as traversed by others. Something secluded? Oh, well, if you're looking for a scenic route, you could try Panorama Park. Uh, you could take some good pictures out there. Uh, Mill Creek could work if you uh, go out far enough. Uh, Heritage Park is near the lake. Uh, there's Silver Creek, um, but it's not really for hiking. Not many people go through there, though. Thank you. Thank you very much. That sounds quite peaceful and good. I look around for anything else. Remember the restroom key. Uh, could I have the restroom key? Sure. Uh, the clerk begins to look nervous. He reaches for a key under the counter, looks back at Hez, and pauses. He looks back and puts a male and female bathroom key on the counter. Uh, here you go. I take them both. Thank you. I exit the establishment and go back to the car in Draeger. I hand him the key. Thanks, Hez. The proprietor says that there are many offshoots of the road there that we can go into that not many people go on. All right. I take the restroom key and go inside. Relieve myself. I take the opportunity to use the restroom as well. After returning the keys to the attendant and returning to the car, Dreger and Hez find Jet fast asleep. So Hez, where are we headed? What's the best place? It looks like if we travel up 178 northeast toward Lake Isabella, there are many places you can pull off. And he says that they aren't much traveled. We'll have to choose carefully and be very careful bringing him from the road to the trail. But it seems once we're on the trail, we will have time and privacy. All right, good. Thank you. Thanks for asking. Of course. I fill up the tank with gas before we leave. I put in the coordinates for Lake Isabella and the GPS. Drager has pulled off the highway and continues on to a small road. After winding through several hilly roads with diminishing upkeep, Hez pulls up a satellite view of the area she saved in her comlink, knowing she would probably lose Matrix reception out in the middle of nowhere. I'm looking at the map here. It looks like Old Kern River Canyon Road would be a good place to get off of this road. It leads to a trailhead, Mill Creek Trailhead. Let's try that one. Yeah, that works for me. Sooner the better. Let's go there. Pulling off on the side of what can loosely be called a path, Drager parks his car under the sparse shade of some short, thin trees. The path ahead disintegrates into rocks, fallen trees, hills, and bushes. There are a few more groups of trees near what looks like a dried-up creek bed in the distance. Well, <clears throat> I don't want to risk the car getting stuck anywhere of us out in the middle of no place. We should carry Kurt and the shovels out there. Only thing is we leave Jet by herself in the car. You think she'll be safe? Yeah, she doesn't seem up to the walk. Certainly doesn't seem up to help digging. But maybe we should wake her up just to make sure that she doesn't want to try. I gently pat Jet where it looks like she isn't injured. Jetangeline. Jetangeline, we've Why? arrived. We're here, Jetangeline. We're here? Would you like to come with us? Yeah. Yeah, let's get out. All right. Are you up for the walk? 
Yeah, I can do it. Upon opening the doors, the lingering air conditioning vanishes, immediately replaced by an overwhelming dry heat. Their foreheads begin to shine with sweat in the harsh sunlight. Jet, drink some of this water before we set out, and I'll carry some for you. I take the gallon jug from Hez's hand. I lift it to my lips and chug half of the bottle. I didn't realize mm. how thirsty I was. <sighs> All right, let's go ahead and try and find something to wrap Kurt in. I will carry him in the water. Drigger, can you carry the shovels and jet? Uh, I have an important favor for you to do if you can. Let's take a branch from one of these trees and if you can meticulously wipe up our footprints as we go by and on the way back, just in case he is discovered. Yeah, I think I can do that. Drager opens the trunk. An off-putting smell emanates from it. I look around for something to use to wrap Kurt in. I don't see anything, so I just cradle him in my arms and get ready to go along the track. They walk down the trail like a somber religious procession. Drager in the front with the shovels, Hez in the middle holding Kurt, and Jet taking the rear, brushing footprints away using a branch. A mile away from the car, they head off trail. Should we keep near the trees, stay out of that open area? Yeah, yeah. Uh, the ground might be a little softer under the trees, maybe, because of the roots being able to t take purchase and stuff being able to grow. Anything else around here is all going to be hard pack, going to be tough to dig up. Plus, there's shade, too. So, yeah, in the middle of those trees over there would be no, would be, uh, would be the best idea. I agree. What about here? This looks like a good spot. Hez nods her head towards a grouping of trees near the dry creek bed. Yeah, let's do it. I place Kurt under a tree where he won't be noticed if someone happens to walk by. I take a shovel from Drager and begin digging. It doesn't take too long for the cover soil to give away to hard clay underneath. Too hard to dig through. The exertion and heat have everyone dripping sweat. <coughs> this dirt is too hard. I don't think that we're going to be able to, to fully dig a grave here. Perhaps we can dig under some stones and put them on top of him. Yeah, how about we, uh... He's gotta get... He's gotta get in the ground fast. He's... He's... Whew, he's, uh... Just kind of, uh... He's kind of ripe, so... <clears throat> um... If we, uh... Okay. We've got, like, what? Foot, foot and a half, maybe. We lay him down. We cover him up with as much dirt as we can. We pack it around him. We grab some stones and start piling the stones on top of the... Uh, hard pack that we've got. And, uh... Uh, yeah, that'll, uh... <sighs> That'll do it. Yeah, what do you think? Drager, look. Um, over there, we can... We can bring him to that big pile of boulders, and... That way it won't look too manufactured. Oh, yeah, good point. All right, so just put him underneath all the rocks where there are already a lot of rocks, is what you're saying? Yes, let's, uh... Let's try and do that. All right, let's do it. I think that we should recover this hole so that it doesn't look suspicious. We could do that later. Let's bury him first so we can cover it up after. Let's get him underneath, all right? 
All right, you got it. They walk over to a grouping of rocks of various sizes, including a large boulder. Can you, can you move that? I don't think I can move that. I tried moving the boulder, but it won't budge. Maybe you could, uh, I'm sorry, give me a hand here. Oh, yeah, of course, of course. I leaned my whole body against the boulder and pushed against it with my back. The boulder begins to roll slowly, revealing moist soil underneath. All right. All right, that looks better. Thank you, Draeger. Yeah, let's um, let's dig down as far as we can, and then and lay him in here, and roll the roll the stone back over, and then we're done. Uh, all right. They begin to dig again. They don't get much farther into the earth here, only getting about two feet of depth. Draeger stops and leans on his shovel, resting his head on the handle. Hez puts her shovel down and walks over to Kurt. She picks him up, walks over to the fresh grave, and places him inside. She stands and backs away slowly. Everyone stands in silence over Kurt's body for a moment. Hez picks her shovel back up, and Draeger begins to shovel earth onto Kurt. They continue until he is totally underground. One last thing. Let's get this boulder back on top. Okay. Do you think you can help me? One more time. All right, one more time, Freddy. One, two, go. The boulder returns to its original spot. Only a close inspection would reveal that anything had changed. If it's okay with you guys, I'd like to say a few words. Yes, yes, Please. of course, Jet. Thank you. I look at the boulder. My teammates just moved. I think about Kurt lying beneath it. And I speak. Kurt, you were a complicated guy. Sometimes you seemed mysterious, and I wondered if you really just had everything figured out. Other times it was as if you were completely new to this world, totally naive and totally innocent. You know, it's, it's funny. My mind keeps going back to the memory of that brunch where you stole drecking hot sauce for me. I still have it. And it's almost gone now. How did this drecking hot sauce last longer than you? It's not fair. You were infuriating. But you showed me that people can get over their prejudices. So... We're going to get justice for you. I promise. Oh, there's going to be justice, all right. There's going to be plenty of that coming. Don't you worry about that, hon. Oh, Jet. Oh, Draeger. I take them both into my arms. I let go of my teammates, and I look back in the direction of the car. I turn to Hez and Draeger. You guys, let's get the dreck out of here.
mastering and narration by Paul Greenleaf. Drager is played by Marcus Freeman. Jatangeline is played by Mackenzie Paulus. Yes. Is played by Torvald Tempestus. Additional voices by Torvald Tempestus, Leanne Kathleen Ingino, Izzy Aola. Arrangement, original music, and production by Paul Greenleaf. For more story, character details, production notes, and how to support Sonic Realms, please visit sonicrealmspodcast.com. To learn more about the world of Shadowrun, visit shadowrun.com and shadowruntabletop.com. The Tops Company, Inc. has sole ownership of the names, logo, artwork, marks, photographs, sounds, audio, video, and or any proprietary material used in connection with the game Shadowrun. The Tops Company, Inc. has granted permission to Sonic Realms to use such names, logos, artwork, marks, and or any proprietary materials for promotional and informational purposes on its website, but does not endorse and is not affiliated with Sonic Realms in any official capacity whatsoever. All other works mentioned in the podcast are the property of their respective owners. Original content of the Sonic Realms podcast is licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution 3.0 unported and share-like license. If you use any part of the show, please credit Sonic Realms. And hey... Thanks for listening. Leanne Kathleen La. <laughs> I know. I'll sleep. Going. I'll sleep it off. You do what you do. Hey, and contact me later. Thank you, Hez, for everything. And the Oscar goes to. <laughs> remember, remember everything your mother and I have taught you. I need you to take care of your siblings now. I have to go. I'll be back. I'm gonna cry. <laughs> I mean, yeah, this is good. I'll be rolling all the shit from the spirit plane. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna ghost roll this. You lived a full healthy life that you don't remember. That's right. <laughs> Came out of a truck, killed some people, bought some clothes, died. Had a soy burger. You love yeah. that soy burger. Uh, that's he that's loved soy burgers. Soy burgers. He, loved he loved his soy burgers. <laughs> that's really all I know. <laughs> Take a bite, drop it on the ground. For Kurt. We used to. There's like a shitty bunch talking about eulogy. He was... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He was the best roommate. I, he's the best roommate I've had this year. It's Kurt, who loves soy burgers and soy calf and hated magic. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>